millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Clash at the Castle preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Sidgwick from What Culture's look ahead to this weekend's Clash at the Castle premium live event. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on either iTunes, Spotify, wherever you get your podcasts from for daily wrestling podcasts where we not only go premium live events and pay-per-views, we also do Raw, SmackDown, NXT, but oh, AW Dynamite. AW Rampage as well. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a really good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Cedric. Michael Hamlet enjoying a well-earned week off uh, to look ahead to this weekend's Clash at the Castle premium live event from WWE. Uh, unfortunately, I will not be in attendance. Michael Cedric, you are lucky enough to be there. And also for people wondering, uh, in terms of audio, we're having to record this on Zoom, basically, because of technical issues in what culture. But, Sage, how are you feeling ahead of this weekend? Um, buzzed, truthfully. And I think I would be a little bit up for it, you know, if I wasn't actually attending in purpose, uh, in person. Quick, hmm. I've got two caveats here, right? One, I've just received the message that my internet connection is unstable. <laughs> I apologize profusely if the audio either drops out or is terrible. There's very little I can do. I I'd love to work in the office if I could, but they're doing some works in the office. Second caveat, right, is that we are doing in person a live Clash at the Castle preview at our show in Cardiff on Saturday. If you are lucky enough to have procured a ticket for that, just stop listening. I can't have more. Than two, I can't have more than two takes. Really, I can't say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'll say on this podcast, yeah, yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, Roman Reigns versus Drew McIntyre. And on the other one, say, yeah, yeah, I'm not. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah. so just, you know, if you're a mega fan and you, you know, can't get enough, gives a mid-roll money. But ultimately, yeah, I'll be saying the same things. So if you're going, I can't wait to meet you, can't wait to see you, but I, I will just be saying the same stuff. So please stop listening now. Yes, uh, this card does look a lot of fun, though. Um, you know, limited card as it is, six matches at the time of recording. There's the big question mark, which we will get to in due course over who leaves as undisputed WWE Universal Champion. Um, few title matches on this card, but we'll start um, with one of the first matches that was added, uh, and that was the team of BSK. That's Bailey Dakota Kai and EO Sky versus Bianca Belair, Alexa Bliss, and Asuka. What are you reckoning, Sige? 
I think that the heel team will win. So mm-hmm. I don't expect us to open the show. Um, but I think the heel unit will win. They failed to win the tag team title tournament. So it seems like it's all the more pertinent for the heel team to win because obviously at some point you want um, Bailey to challenge um, Bianca Belair in a series that will take us through the uh, the fall or autumn. <laughs> um to be correct about it so yeah expect the heel unit to win and i'm honestly really really looking forward to it um bianca belair is miss wrestlemania mm. and it's the she has a two nil successful record i believe on that show and the two matches she's worked on those show for me have reached modern wwe classic status mm. I'm really, really hyped to watch her in a stadium setting. Me and Hamlet have got this thing, and we are correct, um, that it's hard to do wrestling in a stadium, right? Um, I know Brett and Bulldog did it. That was different. Bulldog was an absolute folk hero, and Bret Hart could wrestle in a living room, and it would still be spellbinding, right? But it's quite difficult. How many times have we previewed or anticipated a, a WrestleMania show and said, oh, that's going to be a dream match? be it Shinsuke versus AJ or Edge versus AJ. Come to think of it, AJ Styles has had a bit of a disappointing WWE run, but that is a different <laughs> for a different day, right? Sometimes, like, a, a very grapply, intricate, um, technical match really doesn't work mm. when you need to project to, like, roll ZZZZ dead in an absolutely cavernous um, stadium. Bianca Belair is perfect for the stadium environment because she's got such an eye-catching look. Her blockbuster power game is great. She knows how to do the things that work in any context, like the struggle and the tone of a match, but there's just something about a really sort of spectacular repertoire um, in the way she can just pluck opponents out of thin air and just power out of holds. It's just, she is so good at projecting what she does. So I'm really, really, really hopeful of watching a great Bianca Belair performance in the stadium context. Asuka's so colourful and so fast and so animated that she'll be great. We got a glimpse of um, her chemistry with Io Sky on Raw um, two weeks ago, I believe. That was tremendous. Um, Bailey is much better as a baby face, so it's going to be a little bit cursed to watch her when I watched her at a Newcastle house show in 2016 and she was so goddamn over as a baby face. It was unbelievable. But um, yeah, no, I've got high expectations for the match. It's a Triple H match, so it will it will go long and it's only a six-match card. <laughs> so a lot of matches are going to go long, I expect. But I'm really, really, really as well. And this is just a broader point, so I might as well uh, mention it now. I'm really, really fascinated about the atmosphere. Yeah. We know, right? Despite missing wrestling for what well over a calendar year, and even now, when apparently it's great and we're in a white hot new era, these stateside TV crowds for Raw and SmackDown are still kind of there. Sometimes they go wild. Yeah. yeah. Toronto, Toronto, they went wild. Um, odd matches, odd sequences they really get up for. But generally, these WWE crowds do not reflect. The um the really impressive TV numbers because they're just not red hot they're not white hot and I'm sorry I made it what five minutes into a pod without mentioning AEW <laughs> it's got to be a record but again it just brings into focus how when you've got this standard set for what an awesome white hot wrestling crowd sounds like 
WWE's pale in comparison. I'm thinking that this is going to be loud. I know that the complexion of the audience in North America changed when AEW formed, and indeed New Japan and ROH mm. got hot on a smaller scale to inform the, the formation of AEW and all the fans that used to protest, your Daniel Bryans and your CM Punks basically gave up in the mid-2010s and they are now the fans that watch AEW live. Mm, and they're yeah. very loud and very vocal. Um, so I think that psychologically explains why these WWE crowds are just meh. I hope to God it really isn't the case in the UK. The vote, we've always had great crowds here. Um, this is a canonical show where we might reasonably expect the most seismic narrative development in two years to happen. Yeah. Um, and UK fans, like, I know that ratings suffered a big dip when WWE got even worse than usual towards the end of the Sky Sports <laughs> deal. Now it's on BT Sports and the ratings are bad. But I'm still optimistic that yeah. there'll be a lot of people. I expect it to be a mania-sized show and a mania style crowd in that mm. not everyone there is going to be up to date with the storylines or that invested i think laps fans are going just because it's on but i really hope that it's just louder and proper like atmospheric more so than these raw and smackdown shows but yeah bsk to win yeah well, i think that's all yeah i think that's the right call like you say going forward i think you know we're talking about this after Raw. I still feel that maybe you're going to get um, Dakota and EO becoming tag champs eventually. They've just done this. You know, I wasn't legal to add a little bit of a wrinkle to it so they can run it back and maybe even crown them champions and immediately have them interrupted by the real champions in, in Sasha Banks and Naomi. Uh, I saw some backlash to us saying, oh, well, you know, you always say with AEW, let it play out. Why didn't you say that with WWE? And I was like, well because this is a bad idea. This is just hot potatoing titles that are, are already, you know, in a bit of a bad place, obviously. And why not just have, like, you can easily justify a rematch with EO and, and Dakota as champions. Like, just have them win and say, right, we're going to defend them again. And whether that be against Raquel Rodriguez and Aaliyah or whoever it may be, then you run it back and they retain them. And then you have the exact same. And I just didn't, I thought it was unnecessary if I'm perfectly honest. But yes, in terms of this match, Bailey, Dakota Kai, EO Sky win. Dakota and EO hopefully go back chasing after the tag titles. And you're right, Bailey will come off the back of this and hopefully be the next challenge of Bianca Belair to take us into the fall. Do you think this opens the show? Um, I think it would be a good idea to start with a babyface win. So potentially not. But then again, uh -huh. I don't think he's going to bloody win. Um, if the baby faces win, I don't think they should. This is as good a match as any. Lots of over characters, um, lots of characters, i.e. Asuka, in the case of maybe if, if it's one of those American TV crowds, like Asuka can wake them up. Yeah. So, yeah, if the baby faces win this one, I would certainly open it. Um, let's look at some of the other matches on this card then. Matt Riddle versus Seth Freakin' Rollins. He's got his first name back, Sage, about bloody time too. Yeah, no cause for celebration. Let's remember the curve here. Yeah. <laughs> um, I don't know, with, with extreme rules on the horizon, does that point to you as of as Rollins maybe sneaking one here and it being run back a little bit further down the line, or or do you just see Riddle finally? Getting his bloody hands on the bloke who's been tormenting him for months and, and injuring him, basically. 
Yeah, I think that's how Vince McMahon would have booked it. And, you know, Triple H is far closer to a booker to Vince McMahon than anyone realistically is prepared to admit. He was a good version of Vince McMahon, who himself was very good once. Um, but if you look at the pattern of takeovers and all the rest of it, this is how we used to book as well. Um, big name matches, ran back in trilogies. It's a WWE thing, and Triple H is a WWE guy. Uh, so, yeah, um, I do think Seth Rollins wins this one. Um, nefarious means and all the rest of it to set up an Extreme Rules rematch. And look, like if you are going to book this way, and they are, it's just what they do and probably will always forever do, then... Um, yeah, this is the best one to do it with because Seth Rollins kind of need he does kind of need a bit of heat back. Um, mm. a, a wrestler so established and so talented and so over, you can't at some point when you know they're not going to be tippy top, which Seth Rollins isn't going to be, you can't lose and lose and lose again. Mm. Hence, why Seth Rollins this year has lost and lost and lost again, and he's now involved in Raw's hottest program on the basis of that. Um, yeah face-to-face -face confrontation that got loads of buzz on Monday. But yeah, there is a point where you can't do it too much and I think we've probably reached it. So yeah, you can win here and Extreme Rules, they can do um, a rematch. The the the, the storyline is certainly heated enough mm. to warrant a big plunder brawl, bro uh, plunder brawl blow off, easy mm. for me to say. Mm. Um, this match has me excited. I'm not the biggest Matt Riddle guy in the world, and that was brought into focus yet again this week. But um, that weird way you kind of have to, if you're particularly if you're working in this industry, you do have to kind of go with it, I guess. You've got to sit there with your bloody hands, and you have to talk about it um, in a weird way. If I have to engage, I will be supporting Seth Rollins. I absolutely will. Um but this gets me excited in a way that it's in spite of myself, realistically, or in spite of the, the part of myself I wish was better. Because if this is, in fact, the Papa H era, right, <laughs> and WWE is going to be this incredible new wrestling promotion, the evidence of which I've seen so far is a bit slight, right? If this is the bold new Triple H era, and it's going to be as good as everyone says it's going to be, right, this match could be a classic the idea being that if it was vince booking it you know he's not had a bad record of big pay-per-view matches over the past three years no matter how terrible the wrestling is because the wrestlers are so good but there's always that distinct difference in quality between the very best takeover matches and the very best main roster matches at the takeover they were just allowed to express themselves a bit more go a little bit harder a bit faster a bit stiffer a bit longer um Basically, if you put Matt Riddles versus Seth Rollins on a prime takeover, you wouldn't, you'd think maybe it could even go to 4.75 stars. And maybe this is what Triple H is going to do on pay per view. I'm adamant mm -hmm. that despite the praise, everyone was so desperate to lick his arse. Mm -hmm. That SummerSlam pretty much was a Vince McMahon production that he inherited. Of course yes. it was. Um, I know he doesn't do long term booking, but you don't do that tractor stunt on a win because Triple H, of all people, thought, oh, it'd be really fun. He's not fun. He's intense. <laughs> First test of what he's going to let these guys and girls do on pay-per-view. And if, in fact, he's going to go full takeover with his, go on, go out there and kill it. This match could be absolutely off the charts, incredible, in a way that you wouldn't necessarily expect the WWE main roster match to be, but this could be a new main roster. Yeah. Do they get juice, do you reckon? Nope. No, absolutely I didn't think so either. If they're, if they're bleeping 
shut the f up chance which they don't tend to do on AEW tv it's because it's tv 14 for a start and it's like well it's not us doing that it's yeah the crowd um they did bleep out an f word blood is something that i expect triple h will flirt with once the honeymoon period's over the praise isn't there monday night football might start killing it then i'd be prepared to believe there'll be um juice but not just yet there's there's no need that's the things in a luxurious position now where his solid to very good wrestling product mostly solid for me is getting rave reviews and is an absolute ratings hit so he doesn't really he should if he's clever keep mm. that sort of thing for when he needs a boost yeah i completely agree i think you know uh did this i said this when we were talking about them not shifting from P the pg rating i was like they don't really need it right now like you say they've got the attention they've got the buzz they've got all the uh improvements across the board uh, while still doing and adhering to these rules why you know risk anything with that plus in a really boring sort of admin style of things they're behind us in america aren't they so is that right i never get it the right way around so one a behind us yeah, they're behind us. yeah so purely from a, like an admin standpoint clash at the castle one would assume starts at 6 7 p.m like they ain't putting 2 p.m on a saturday afternoon hey, let's watch these guys get busted wide open yeah. uh, and it's one of those things uh, yeah i want riddle to win uh, matt riddle i should say uh matt riddle to win but i'd be okay with Rid uh, with uh, matt riddle losing and seth rollins sneaking a victory if long term they are going to extreme rules because this is a storyline i will let play out uh, let's talk about the smackdown women's championship match sige it's Liv morgan versus Shayna baszler um i think you probably know which way i'm leaning on this yeah, one yeah, can, enough, man. can Liv morgan dread survive Shayna baszler dread it run from it if Shayna baszler um oh look this Liv Morgan reign has been a total and utter disaster like there's literally it's not hyperbole there is no, no other word that adequately covers it she was getting over and then she won the title with that cheap pop always mutates into resentment because how much of a babyface champion are you when you cash in she then tapped out she basically performs like it's a miracle that she even won the title and fans have responded in kind to say well she's not really a champion and she's a bit of a coward and we're just gonna boo her and taunt her <laughs> for tapping out and it's just a disaster um it, triple h is a patient booker right he really is patient i mean he still thinks he's gonna get something out of top dollar he still thinks he's going to get something out of Karrion Cross. Um, he persisted with Bo Dallas for ages. <laughs> they had to force the heel turn. So he's a patient guy. So I'm looking at precedence to inform my prediction here. Um, since I guess, uh, I if I really can't call it, I don't think the match will be very good. I think it's a Styles clash um Liv Morgan's quite good at selling and she gets lost sometimes our stuff looks more creative than like snug and convincing but you know she's quite athletic quite creative a bit histrionic but she can't sell so it might not be that bad um but I just can't see it being too hot and I just think it's 
uh, I honestly think he'll switch it. I think he might have been patient, but he's he wants all the acclaim he can get. Mm. He loves the fruit basket. He loves pointing at guys. Hey, I signed this guy, so I'm kind of as cool as this guy. <laughs> uh, chased critical acclaim in NXT to his detriment, and he it makes sense for him to maintain this honeymoon period for as long as he can. At the same time, though, it's being a wrestling booker must be really hard because you've right, you got the fans to please. Do you make knee-jerk reactions to please the fans and get all the credit, or do you love the fact that you've got this? harmonious locker room for the first time in the century frankly <laughs> and do you preserve that by giving people chances to succeed it's one thing if like Liv morgan and this reigns bad for five to six months right everyone on that roster would probably think you know what we all like Liv, but she wasn't doing very good in the spot and i can mm. see where the boss is coming from here if you just need to straight onto the person i built in nxt that might get a few people a little bit pissed off because lives really well liked like industry-wide actually says sorry i'm just waffling on this podcast so there are several political considerations to make and you know what on that basis i'm going to go for live to retain well unsurprisingly i'm going shana baszler it's Thank finally you. going to happen she's going to win a singles world title on the main roster as she should have done uh wrestlemania 36 um <laughs> It's for all the reasons you laid out there. Liv Morgan has done the impossible. She has managed to babyface Ronda Rousey in all this. And uh, uh, Jesus Christ. You look at the reaction uh, that Ronda's now getting, considering where she was when they were like, you're going to have some fun lines to go out and say, and all that bollocks, right? And, and, and I think they've, you know, for, certainly for the more casual fans, um, there is... You know, there is doubt in their minds because you think, well, Ronda's clearly coming back. She's, you know, she's butting heads with the higher ups, but she's going to come back and then her and Liv are going to have one final match to really show who the best person is and what have you. No, no, just get rid of it. Put the title on Shayna Baszler. Obviously, we're recording this prior to the final SmackDown, but the, the last few times we've seen her, Liv Morgan has been carrying an arm injury that is a red rag to a bull to Shayna Baszler she should just target it torment her like Ronda Rousey did but don't piss about don't get tricked or fooled or rolled up or I mean come on learn Shayna you've been in this position before just I want it to be almost hard to watch this I want it to be I want I want elimination chamber Shayna Baszler back, just dominating her. Beat her fast if you want. Really give her a statement and, and give Shayna Baszler a kick up the arse. And yeah, then you can have, you know, the the the, the feud we, I want to see. Ronda Rousey versus Shayna Baszler. And maybe Ronda's the baby face now for that, for the time being, or whatever it may be. But I just, yeah, like you say, I'm not saying this is it forever for Liv Morgan, but you're completely right. This this world championship reign has been a bust, and I don't think a plucky defense against Shayna Baszler is going to change that. Nope. <laughs> Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. <laughs> uh, right. Let's talk about a match now, Sage. That when it was announced, even you went, that's going to be bloody brilliant. That yep. is Gunther yeah. versus Sheamus Intercontinental Championship. <laughs> <laughs> they are going to beat the crap out of each other, aren't they? Yeah, it's going to be absolutely phenomenal. This, like, again, if this is, in fact, a bold new era and this was on a takeover, you'd think this could be the this could be the match of Sheamus's career. He's had some great ones. Like, he's toiled... Sheamus's career is kind of harsh because he's always been bang up for it. He's been a great worker, but he's never been involved in like a great storyline mm. or out like that or a great angle or a great promo. But he's always worked super hard. So it'd be great to see him get this moment um, near enough his home country. Um, and like, look, again, it's I'm trying to be optimistic here. I'm trying to see it through the new lens of a Triple H booked WWE main roster show should in theory be takeover level and if for example um they did a big takeover in what 2019 and Sheamus wasn't doing much and they thought you know what a good way to refresh Sheamus would be to put him in NXT for a little bit a la Finn Balor right mm. and he's gonna have a match with Walter instantly you just think well it's a takeover it has to be great and it's going to be great and it's gonna be physical and gnarly I've got a concern though you know what? Uh, I've got an idea and a concern. You know what I bloody forgot? What? That Seamus wears a vest because someone watched Peaky Blinders and went, that's what you Brits are like, <laughs> even Seamus is Brit. How can you chop cloth? That's going to suck. There's two ways yeah. around this. I'll rip that open. One, yeah, you could just rip it. That would probably be cooler. Or... On the night of broken dreams coming back, maybe Seamus for one night only can do his big sort of great white garb with like Ooh. the art and trunks and the spiky hair and just get rid of the picky blinder stuff. 
um, for a, a little while. And I think like that kind of nostalgia fan service and attire stuff will really get a f- the fans on board and it will allow his chest to look awful. And by that, I mean beautiful. Um, Gunther himself said, I'm going to lacerate your chest into mints or bits or whatever. So you, you're going to get these jobs. This is going to be a war, like an absolute war. And I think it's going to be match of the night. I'm inclined to agree uh, with you. Special. This, if they honestly just say, Seamus Gunther, look, this is Papa H talking to you here. Papa H. Like, don't hold back because you, you used to have to, and Vince told you to slow it down for the marks. Go out there and batter each other and have the best possible match you can have. How, how often do you get to do this? 70,000. An 18 minute war. If anything yeah. on the show, it's got the potential to go five stars. It's this. Yeah. Yeah. Seamus, watch this footage reel you're dragging off and prepare yourself, yep. basically. Uh, but Gunther retains. <laughs> no. Oh. I think they're going to go heel heavy on the results. And even if they switch it back, I think Seamus will get the first hometown win. Hometown. It's on the same bloody country. Yeah, it's one of oh, those. Ish. Not really. Yeah, what's this? What's this? What do they say for Drew? Backyard. It's like, well, yeah, it's not quite, but I get it. Um, yeah, and it's and it, like you say in this new era, being in your hometown isn't cursed. So, yes. or or near it, as you say. Oh man, and yeah, I didn't even consider that. I've, I'm going to stick with Gunther because in my long term booking, he doesn't drop this till at the very least WrestleMania, but. Yeah. yeah, I would be okay with it if if Sheamus wins after a yeah a Dragonov Walter esque performance, then I think the result doesn't really matter at that point. But uh, I say this all the time. Sorry to interrupt. You can get over by losing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And if you're just a terrifying like, oh yeah, I'm. I'm you're gonna no matter where you are in that Principality Stadium. You're gonna hear those chops. And if you don't hear it between Gunther and Sheamus, then I'm sorry. Ridge Holland or Pete Dom, Gunther's going to use you as well. I'd just let him loose. Let him loose. Like Seamus, bro, kick Ludwig Kaiser whilst we're at it. Yeah, I think this could well be match of the night if it's not. Uh, there's a fair few contenders. Riddle Rollins is one or, or the main event, which we'll get to in due course. Let's talk first, though, about the Judgment Day versus Edge and Ray Mysterio. I suppose this could be counted as a sort of hometown win. Finn Balor and Damien Priest, who I've seen on the uh, adverts, has been working on a farm in Wales. It's quite a good bit of part of that, I thought. Anyway, yeah. um, it, it feels like you have to give the win to Judgment Day, or, the, or they are, I mean, what's the point of them? I don't think there's much point of them to begin with. It's the kind of thing I can imagine Triple H will be into. The, the Dominic Mysterio turn could happen here, but it's oh. unpredictable. Sorry, you should, never, you've never said it. You, I've never heard you say I've always had to force it onto you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It could happen here. It's a friggin' time. But then again, Edge and Rey Mysterio. It kind of depends what the show is. Is it Triple H's first statement of intent on this is what we're going to do on pay-per-view? Is it that canonical? Is it? Is it? Is it SummerSlam 1992 or Capital Carnage? Yeah. I don't really know yet. Um... So it's unpredictable, at least. You know, you, Triple H has got his booking patterns, but they changed. He went from bloody 
uh american alpha a top dollar real quick by the end there so maybe we'll <laughs> you, you just don't know and um, we have to get it's exciting it's it is exciting the way because he's got new patterns and new ways of doing things maybe he does maybe he doesn't but you know depends how cynical you are i could see the result going either way and it could prolong the dominic ray thing for a tv angle and just give uh the, I mean, it's Edge and Rey Mysterio. It's like a super team steeped in nostalgia. They can still give to an incredible degree. I would give the baby faces the win and start the match here. Mm, yeah, I could easily see that happening. Um, yeah, it, 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 like you said, what was the, uh, what was, I just dropped into my head there. What was the show you went to with your dad and the Capsule incident? Capsule Carnage, it was, wasn't it? Yeah, but uh, a top was removed by accident by the referee exposing her heaving bare breasts <laughs> and my dad who took me along in protest yeah so had a good time actually son didn't expect it but, uh, <laughs> read, actually yeah. Yeah. my mom went as well guess who my mom's favorite wrestler on that show was oh 98 fed Three guesses. Down. I'm going to. Uh, I'm going to look at the card. Capital Carnage '98. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if they definitely wrestled, but they certainly appeared on it. Let's have a generally look at think it. of the '1998 WWF roster as well. Okay. Oh, now you might have already told Billy Gunn. No, that's my sister. Oh, my see, sister, I knew it was my sister. Fancy Billy Gunn. Uh. I'm gonna say it's not Mosh or Thrasher. Nope. Uh... Again, don't know if they wrestled. If you don't know if they wrestled, then it's not going to be The Rock because obviously they defended the world title there. Uh, oh, uh, Mark Mero. No. Oh. One more guess. One more guess. <laughs> Just for fun, because I really hope it's this answer. I'm going to go Val Venus. No, you sicko. <laughs> it was D'Lo Brown. Was it? Oh, I like D'Lo. I guess she got taste. Just love D'Lo. I'm not surprised. That's a good, she got, that's very good, very good selection. Uh, yeah, in terms of the in terms of the match, though, I think I think Judgment Day kind of have the Judgment Day have to win. Uh, Should be good. Yeah, whether that is yet yet again in the involvement of Rhea Ripley, who is kind of becoming the standout from this group, of course. Um, or, as me and Hamlet have said all along, um, which it kind of, yeah, I suppose it works both ways. If, if Edge and Rey Mysterio win, I'll still think there's a chance because you can get the old, well done, Dad, you won, but you may have, you may have tweaked your knee hitting that winning 619. So I tell you what, up on the old shoulders you go. Or whether it's mid-match and he needs help getting back up onto the apron. Oh, he's had to deal with Rhea Ripley on the outside. Just get tweak my knee. Just give me a little hand up there, son. Oh, no, you're going no, you're going towards the ramp there, son. That's the other way. <laughs> Electric chair, you fucking dad. God, honestly, I obviously am willing this to happen, but I genuinely will be will be gutted if I'm not there in attendance when it actually does happen. I'll be delighted. 
I'll be it would absolutely be, it, delighted. It is the it is me not being there for the iconics winning the tag titles. That's the level of a huge baby you would you would be missing out on. Uh, and also, I probably won't be able to even watch this live. So it's probably going to be a bit like um, Titus at the Greatest Royal Rumble, where I'm going to have it spoiled by a million people tweeting me going, you've seen this. Uh, right, we can put it off no longer. Roman Reigns versus hometown boy in his backyards. Famous Welsh Scotsman, Drew McIntyre for all the gold, the undisputed WWE Universal Championship. I kind of flitted with this. There was a while there after SummerSlam where I was like, nah, it's not it. I'm sorry, Drew. I'm very happy for you being, you know, the catalyst, arguably, for this uh, premium live event from the UK. Uh, and you're inevitably going to main event it. And what a weird way to main event it than like, well, the guy you like lost. But... I just thought, you know, you just put it on Rome, keep it on Rome until the till WrestleMania, basically. And then, you know, you see the work that WWE have been putting in recently, especially with those fantastic, as always, video packages. And you just see the way that they've been presenting him and what they've been having him say and do. And uh, the, the reports that Roman might drop some titles soon. Uh, you, you guys did a, an excellent podcast recently on, the end of Roman's reign, which you can check out what cool dressing wherever you get your podcast from, uh, or on our YouTube channel if you want to see our lovely faces, me, you, and Andy talking all about this. Um, and the fact that there is, you know, plenty of things they have for him to do. If even if he disappears for a bit, he can come back, he can work the the big four, let's say. Um, and he ain't gonna struggle for opponents at WrestleMania, even if he isn't involved in the title picture. I genuinely can't call this one. Uh, I can't, and I think, again, have we dropped the audio of is this the end of Roman's reign? Yes. I apologise for repeating the points, uh, but we did, did think it was, it's potentially the end of the biggest narrative development in the last two years of WWE, so we did think it was warranted. Um, it did warrant, rather, a real in-depth discussion. Uh, so just to keep my thoughts brief for those who've already listened, like, they've made me think that it's possible and i think the worst bit about roman's reign is that they haven't done that literally once <laughs> title so this is either good promotion yeah, sorry, sorry to interrupt the only way the only way we thought previously was the triple threat at wrestlemania where we we're like well if you don't pin roman then you might be all right with it yeah but yeah so this is the first time they've engineered real drama in two years and that's an indictment there's been some great moments along the way all of them are pretty stunningly predictable, but I guess that is the the byproduct of booking a guy so strongly. If it was in doubt, he wouldn't appear so strong. Ultimately, this absolutely has to end, otherwise it's been a complete waste of bloody time in something momentous. And I'll tell you what, WWE's video editors deserve a raise because they've told the same bloody story that Drew McIntyre's character is defined by. I was crap. So I went away and reinvented myself and came back better. They've said this for two years, but they've never actually said it better than they have over the past month. Um, so much so that the people are thinking, you know what? It's the home nation-ish. Mm. Why the hell not? So look, if I had to bet, if they said, like, you just have to put a bet on, don't know why. It's a stupid hypothetical situation, but yeah, yeah do it. And I was to put 50 quid, like 50 quid, 
is a decent amount of money. It really yeah. is. I would put it on Drew because the video packages have been so good. Yeah. I will say one thing, right? And this is possibly not the worst way to go because I don't think his character was that hot before this. 2021, he's just been kind of there. Uh, 2022, he was just kind of there doing pretty rubbish things with swords and Corbin. And before that, he was a Scottish history teacher. Oh, that's Drew <laughs> McIntyre's character hasn't been hot for like a full year. Mm. If he doesn't win, he's turning heel. What's the point? He's done everything. He kind of has to turn heel. He'll have to say something to the effect of, right, this dreaming got me nowhere. This working hard got me nowhere. This, I'm going to take loads of shortcuts. That It's untenable for him to continue as a babyface if he does not win. And ultimately, that wouldn't be the worst direction. Um, I think he wins. I don't know why. Maybe I've been worked by a video package. But God damn it, is that not the joy of wrestling to be worked into mm. a storyline? They've got me, so... I'm happy to be God. I'd rather that <laughs> there like a bored arsehole. Oh, it's this Finn Balor versus Finn Balor. Yeah, I wonder who's going to win this. <laughs> I'd rather get it wrong and have yeah. more. Yeah, I'm going to, just to make it interesting, especially because I don't know how they do this and send the fans home happy or whatever. I'm going to go with my tribal chief. I have never doubted him. Jesus Christ. I have was there in his corner at WrestleMania. And uh, he's never let me down. Maybe maybe the way that they protect him somewhat, not that he needs protecting in the finish, I don't even know why I'm saying this, but the, the Sami Zayn storyline is, is, is just fascinating to me. I love him so much. And I've referenced Eugene and Triple H on too many occasions that, that I care to remember now. But maybe, yeah, in attempting to help people, screws everything up or whatever it may be i wouldn't want that to be the way if you are going to count, count crown drew that it goes down but still um yeah if it is <laughs> if it is roman reigns winning i don't know how you yeah how you sell that but then again WWE, i know it's a different era under triple h but they certainly aren't averse when you watch the american paper you used to going that's it everyone piss off <laughs> You, the guy you wanted to win didn't win, but too late. Thanks for your money. See you in six months sort of thing. Um, so it's certainly feasible. Do you see carrying cross factoring into this at all, whether it be the finish, post-match, whatever? My ultra cynical take, right, is that in the event of Roman losing, to, quote, send the fans home happy, carrying cross will come out having cost drew the match and eat a claymore mm -hmm. that is the ultimate carny oh they'll be happy with that vince move ever let's see if uh papa h is any different eh? <laughs> and i just googled it there whilst you were talking do you know what tiktok is in welsh <laughs> i was just gonna go TikTok. <laughs> that's like no that's liverpoolian that's basically TikTok. It's TikTok. <laughs> so, as they would say around here, Drew McIntyre, TikTok. They say they speak exactly the same. There's no translation. Um. Oh TikTok. yeah, it turns oh, out I can't do Wales accent. I think I find them impossible. They're a bit like Jordy, so I should mm. be able to do it. All I really know is like 
ใช่ไหมโอ้ฮัลโหลมีอะไรพิงค์ I know that for the microwave that's about it really that would be great if someone told hey hey Carrie <laughs> yeah hey Carrie you know what um TikTok is in Welsh poppy pink hey Drew McIntyre poppy pink <laughs> Uh, but yes, it's going to be a, a great weekend. Uh, as Sige mentioned, we've got a couple of live shows. Please do go and attend and see the boys. I'm good. I can't be there due to scheduling conflicts. But uh, yeah, if you are going, we'll be around and uh, come to the shows. Come say hi. Uh, come and uh, check out social media at WhatCultureWWE, at SimonMiller316, at FillMyChambers. I'm not sure which of those channels it's going to be on, but they did say that they are going to announce following Clash at the Castle, whereabouts near the Principality uh, that they are <laughs> filming ups and downs. So if you want to jump around in the background and uh, squeeze Simon, Misses, M- Simon Miller's mos- massive muscles, easy for me to say, uh, then you can make sure you do go and check that. Yeah, oh, no, I can check. Uh, check out everything that we do on YouTube, of course. It's going to be a mad weekend, uh, but there will be loads of content on there, as there will be on What Culture Wrestling, wherever you get your podcasts from. Uh, and you can let us know your predictions ahead of the show at What Culture WWE. Watch well, there, follow both of us. You can follow Michael Sidgwick at. Um... Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Sidgwick. You can follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at What Culture WWE. And if you are a British fan, a heading to a clash at the castle, have an amazing time. It's been a long time coming, a UK premium live event, but it is finally here this weekend. And we'll be dealing with all the fallout from it over the weekend as well. But this has been the Clash at the Castle preview. My thanks to Michael Sidgwick. Thank you for joining us. And we will see you soon. <laughs>